This is a brunch pre-Oscars mini-podcast. It contains spoilers, but we can't imagine you occur. If you haven't seen the movie and you're afraid of spoilers, there's no way you'd logically seek out a podcast about the movie. Plus, this one took place forever ago. It's already been spoiled. Let us begin. 1917. Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. Sam Mendez's World War One film about a pair of rough around the edges Brits. You love that. To no about a pair of uh, British soldiers sent to find their comrades and warn them to call off an upcoming attack because the attack is going to be an ambush. So they got to get to them, and it's a great movie. You've heard us talk about it before, probably. We haven't actually. Oh yeah, we did. We said that we teased that we were going to. We saw it and we loved it, but we didn't really go from there. Uh, So this movie's got a couple of hallmarks, I guess. That it's got a bunch of people in it for a second. So if you only see the preview once, oh yeah, and don't read into it much, you are a bit disillusioned going in. They bamboozle you, right? You see, I mean, Colin Firth gets the preview, and that's a that's a a bit of a. It's not quite. Drew Barrymore getting the poster and scream, but it is—it's a little misleading. I think the batch gets a, a batch the preview gets the, too. The, the preview. Well, there's only like six people in this movie, so right. they show all six people in it. Uh, the batch, though, like he doesn't come in until the yeah. like, the last three percent, maybe, of the movie. If Benedict Cumberbatch were not in this movie, how would it affect the movie in your eyes? Zero zero point zero repeating percent. <laughs> yeah. I will say Colin Firth in the beginning. Colin Firth is the guy that calls him in and says, hey, you got to get over to these comrades of yours, you couple of rough around the edges Brits. You got to just get get yourselves under control. That was well get served. Get over to these guys. Yeah, that was like, a, I want someone good giving me that scene. Yeah, definitely. And especially because if you watch the trailers, that's basically the entire like crux of the trailer. It's right. him setting up the plot of the movie. Yes. So uh, I thought that was very, very strong. And the other thing in this movie is that it's made to look like it's all <laughs> shot in one one scene, one take, one whatever, take. however however you want to say it, the Birdman effect that's becoming so popular. Yeah. Uh, the, the Say It Ain't So effect. Or was, no, it wasn't Say It Ain't So. It was uh, uh, Undone, the sweater song by Weezer. They their, That music video was shot all in one take. And that's something that just... OK Go music videos. Uh, OK Go, yes. Uh they actually brought that up on Time Crisis recently. Ooh. They were no, was it? Oh no, it okay, was. Okay, uh, go might be like the only band that I know of that's more popular for their music videos than they are for their music. Jamiroquai. Mm. Really? Not, I don't know. No. Virtual Insanity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's Michael Jackson was pretty popular for his music or is for his music videos. Not you really say for his both. music yeah. or anything else. Um. Oh, it was, uh, I'm sorry, uh, wrong other thing that I listened to. It was Advanced Analytics that said, okay, go, okay. did that. Um, so but that's not that's not cool or impressive. No, it, it honestly made me roll my eyes. I was like, oh, great. Really? People are, what, the hearing that it was going to be one oh, shot? Oh, people are now, people are going to act like that. That's it's cool because of that? Yeah, like it... it it uh, it made me roll my eyes kind of just because I was worried that people would be like, oh, man, this is super cool. I've never seen anything like this before. And, like, give the credit a little bit more – give the movie a little bit more credit than it deserves. Yeah. 
But that's, I mean, that's not the case at I all. I mean, one of my favorite movies last year was Cold War. I wouldn't have liked it, but it did this thing where it was in black and white, and <laughs> then I just ended up liking it a lot more. I thought it was the best. I'm kidding. Cold War rules. If you guys haven't seen that, go check that out. And it is black and white. Yeah, I just feel like like if, if 1917 hadn't been that good, Yeah. which, by the way, it was spectacular. Really, really good. Probably my favorite movie, my... I think it might be the best movie of the year. It's it's in a tier above. We'll get to this at some point later, but like in a tier above everything is 1917 and Parasite for me at least. Um, but if it, if it hadn't been as good, I I would be I would have been annoyed by people being like, oh, but it's it's so cool that it's made to look like one shot. And it's blah, the blah. it's the ships being real in Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, who, that's very who cares? True. It's just something that they did. It's like right. when someone in their early 20s is like. Uh, I'm engaged now. Like, cool. That's because you chose to right. be. Like, had had they not done that, and or had they done that and like missed out on on parts of the story, like because I think that when you do this, you set a ceiling for like what you can do for the story. Obviously, because you're not going to be able to go other places. You're not going to be able to tell different parts of the story. You're following these people the entire time. Yes and no, but they still do a scene where a character blacks out and comes to. Right, but he comes to where he was left off. Right. So you don't. You, they never actually leave that narrative. They never actually leave that yeah, story. And they just accidentally didn't put in the SpongeBob like eight hours <laughs> yes, later. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that you do sort of set a cap on what you can do story wise. So had the story not delivered, it would have been frustrating to just to know that they chose to go oh, this yeah, they, route they with didn't the one do shot this at, at the expense of anything else. They right. did. They still made a really good uh, good movie. With doing this, I, I think a big reason I liked it so much. So there's some caveats I have with the the tippity top movies I really loved this year. 1917 is one. Little Women is one. The caveat in this case is I'm really glad I didn't know which which person died. Really, I knew that it was two of them. And if I had known that this one's going to be the one that lasts, then it wouldn't have had as big an effect on me. But watching the first half of the movie, or first third maybe, not knowing who's going to be the one that's really going to be tasked with doing this, I had an idea, but I wasn't sure. I thought it was very obvious. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can guess which one it's going to be, but not knowing is very helpful. I feel like if you go in knowing this guy's a star and mm-hmm. he's good, the one that's going to have to do it, then... You're just kind of waiting for the death and how it happens. And you are waiting so, for one of them to die. But. but no. So like from my perspective, I knew as soon as I hadn't really thought about it where like where I hadn't thought that like, oh, one of these people is going to die until the movie started. And then once the movie started, it sort of just clicked for me once it was being set up. I was like, oh, one of these is definitely going to die for sure. And I knew right from the bat because I thought back to the to the trailer and like the trailer sort of gives it away oh, really? with the, just... with like the running scene through the oh, battlefield right, you, right, you right, know right. which character that is so uh, i knew it was coming and it was sort of postmarked but that being said when it happened even though i was kind of waiting for it it still caught me by surprise Agreed. and it still it still like had that emotionally gutting feeling to it so i think they did a really good literally job literally gutting feeling that's to true it. yeah uh, I think they did a really good job with with that scene, 
even though it was postmarked. And I think they did a really good job with that scene just in terms of how it was executed visually. Like you see the color drain from the yeah. dude's face, and I was like, wow, that's both of them that's were really pretty good, stunning. By the way. George McKay yeah. and Dean Charles Chapman. One uh, of them is Tommen from Game of Thrones, by the way. Sure. Uh, I'll also say I liked this movie a lot, loved it, thought it was like a 10 out of 10, whatever you want. And I'll say I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm not a war movie guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sort of I, sick of it at this point. Yes, and I feel like that's been a common reaction to people saying they like 1917 so much. Someone goes see 917, they say, that movie ruled, you gotta go see it. A common reaction is, another war movie though, what's so good about it? Like, I didn't think, uh, like American Sniper, I didn't think was particularly good. Nope. Hacksaw Ridge was Heard okay. that was great, but I hadn't seen it. Ah, uh, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge was okay. That was... When did you start doing... Really? Yeah, I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge. That was, I think that was the year before. The year before you started doing them all? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's okay, but it's not... I mean, people... But people, after that movie came out, they are like, gotta see Hacksaw Ridge. And I'm like, are you saying that because it's good? Or do you just really, really yeah, like it's hard to movies? trust. It's hard to trust people when it comes to war movies. Because some people just... Especially dads, man. Yeah. Dads fucking love war movies. And they're and just Ford those people that... Ferrari. Yes, yeah. And they're just those people that just want to see constant action. And I'm sure that a lot of those people are not going to like 1917. Because... This is more about the climb. It's more about the about climb. It's waiting it's, at the other it's side. not non-stop action. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if that's, if that's sort of your dumbed-down, like... I'm just a basic ass guy who wants to watch. I'm a war movie, but I like. I'm a war movie guy who likes my war movies to actually be good movies. Yes. Sorry to nitpick. Yeah. I I just I especially like war movies when they're good films. Mm-hmm. Just me. Uh, this is also up for best director. Sam Mendes. He could win. I would say he's in like a top three yeah. race. Right? It would be him. I Quentin, wouldn't be or Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Probably. Probably going Team Parasite on that one. Yeah, I think that that's probably where I'm leaning, but I wouldn't be mad if Sam Mendes won because I think that, you know, this movie packed as much of a punch as it could have, and I thought that it was spectacular. Um, a lot of it is the cinematography. The yeah. cinematography is fucking amazing in this movie, and uh, it's Roger Deakins, and, like, it, this movie had the best scene and shot of the year for me and it's the when the night scene where he's he's, he's going through that, that from, city yeah, yeah and it's like the chase scene at night fucking unbelievable and then the best shot of the year for me by far uh like i audibly gasped in the movie theater is when that the building is on fire yeah and there's the all the smoke next to it and then you just see like the silhouette of the enemy emerge from the smoke it just it literally made me like gasp in the theater. It was amazing. You know, I'm a big believer in was this easy to do or was this hard to do? Yes. With these things. Dark stuff with fire, very easy to do. With that's smoke? going to yeah, look sure. good. That's going that's going to look good. Honestly, as you're saying that, I'm like Peanut Butter Falcon scene when they're jumping around the fire, yeah. that's just as good for me. Uh, no, I'll, man, the best scene is Peanut Butter Falcon's quick sidebar. Uh, on the raft, the shot from behind where they're floating down the river. And him and Zach are sharing the hug. That's yeah. the best scene of uh, shot of Peanut Butter Falcon. I will say the best scene and shot of this past year is the Elway or Manning scene <laughs> in Cold Pursuit. And the best shot is when he shoots him <laughs> after. Can't argue. Uh, what else do we have on this? Uh, 
Do you like war movies? 